Hello, my friend, Dennis Gebhardt here. It is that time again. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. If you have already listened to our previous episodes, we've discussed what was going on inside the hair shaft during a chemical process. So today, let's talk about what's happening in the bowl or in your bottle during that same chemical process. Now, before we do that, we have to address a couple of things. First of all, the pH scale. As you know from other recordings I've done, this scale is a measurement of hydrogen. When using this scale as a resource or goal, our goal, I'm sorry, in the personal care industry is to keep the hair in an optimum acid range of 4.5 to 5.5. That is the acid range in which hair reacts the best. We know that when we are chemically altering the structure and the color of the hair, we must temporarily move the pH out of the acid range and into an alkaline range in order to increase swelling in the hair shaft and allow our chemicals to work. Because hair in its natural state contains both positive and negative charges, mostly positive, when we apply a chemical to the hair, we temporarily convert all of those charges to negative. And because they all now have the same charge, the cuticle layers begin to repel each other and swelling occurs. That is how hair swells when you apply a chemical service to the hair strand. In hair color, this allows the dye intermediates to find a pathway between the cuticle layers and, mi and migrate to the cortex where they bind together with the structure of the hair to form what we call a dye molecule. Remember, there are no dye molecules in your tube of color or your bottle of color. They are not developed until they are actually inside the structure of the hair. So we ask ourselves, how is all of this accomplished? Well, first, we need an alkaline component to swell the hair and maintain an alkaline pH for a prolonged period of time. You see, it's more than just an immediate swelling of the hair is a prolonged swelling or holding that hair in an alkaline pH that allows the oxidation process to occur successfully. This is part of the role that hair color plays. Hair color really creates the environment. I'm sure you've heard lots of trainers and teachers, you know, share the same message. It creates the environment. Second, we use an acid component to release oxygen, split bonds, and develop the dye intermediates into color molecules. Now, these are two of the major components in the hair color process. Here is what's going on in the bowl. The moment you mix your developer with your color, dye development begins. So it's not time release. The dyes begin to develop immediately. Now you can visually see this as you look at the cream in your bowl as it begins to change color. How does this happen? The moment the color mixes with the developer, the developer begins to decompose. This is recognized in two ways. One, the pH of the developer begins to decompose and move up the pH scale. So the developer is actually changing its pH. The pH of the mix becomes the pH of the alkaline component. I think that's important for us to remember when we are mixing hair color. 
that when you mix an acid and an alkaline in a hair color process, the, the pH of the solution or the mixture is the pH of the color because as we say in science, alkaline always overpowers acid. The physical change that we recognize is the release of oxygen. As developer or peroxide begins to decompose, it begins to release oxygen. The amount of oxygen released is based upon the percentage of oxygen that is in the solution. All of this is happening at the same time. Dye intermediates are being carried into the hair. They have names such as precursors, couplers, and modifiers, all trying to find each other, connect, and bind with the hair. Peroxides releasing oxygen, capturing electrons, splitting conjugated bonds like cysteine and disulfides, and degrading, at the same time, degrading some of the dye intermediates that will never make it into the hair. We call this pigment loss. So when we mix a color in the bowl, we know that there's going to be a certain amount of pigment in that color, dye intermediates, that will never make it into the hair for two reasons. Number one, they'll be either degraded or broken down in the bowl because peroxide is going to degrade whatever it is around. And secondly, some of them, by the time we get them on the hair, they will already be partially developed so they'll be much too large to find their way all the way to the cortex of the hair. It's really quite chaotic of a process. Although we try to make it sound like it's organized, it's not. And it's all happening simultaneously. However, at the end of the process, we do achieve what we call maximum dye development and hopefully our desired result. As you can see, there's a lot going on and in no specific sequence, it's really a scramble. So here's a fun thing for you to do. The next time you mix a color, Take a moment, look in the bowl, and think about what I just shared with you today. Think about what's going on. Thinking about all that chaos that you can't see, but you know that is what's happening. Well, you know, I hope you found this information beneficial today. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at RealCaptainColor. So until we are together again, my friend, from my heart to yours, I am Captain Color. And I am out and I'm wishing you an amazing day. The preceding broadcast was a production of Guru Nation Incorporated.